Welcome back to Stories Out of Time and Space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and as always, I'm joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing fine. The light is flashing, and I'm ready to be renewed. <laughs> well, I'm glad yours is flashing. Mine's gone out. I think I'm, I'm, I'm sort of past my sell-by date, uh, according to my life clock. I'm older than you! Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel, I just feel, I think sort of, uh, I'm, ex- I'm expecting Michael York to turn up at my house soon. And, uh, uh, yeah, sort me out. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about 1976's Logan's Run, uh, originally based on a novel uh, of the same name. And I do want to talk about some of the comparisons, but basically starring uh, Michael York, uh, Jenny Agata, and eventually Peter, U- Peter Ustinov. Uh, the story is set in a distant future, post-catastrophe. It's uh, sort of said it's sort of wars and famine and all kinds of things. And in a world that is now run by uh, automatons and robots, a world that is automated, people get to live in pleasure and leisure uh, for a certain amount of time because they are all given a, a palm crystal, which is their life clock. And when they reach the age of 30, they have to enter Carousel, which gives them the opportunity to renew, which I don't quite understand. I, I have questions about mm. Um, mm-hmm. they, but if they don't choose to go into carousel, then they become a runner. And if they run, they will be chased down by a Sandman, uh, which is basically sort of like a police force uh, for runners. Um, I thought it was like a gothic guy on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what he is. He's just, yeah, that's that's a crossover I want. <laughs> He just like uh, appears behind a, a door and just blows sand on the yeah. face of the runner. Time is just an illusion. And that's mm. the end of the um, However, uh, the main character, Logan, Logan 5, um, is tasked with a mission from the main control unit to find sanctuary for those that run and escape. Uh, and so he tries to infiltrate sanctuary and track them down. But in doing so, finds that there is more to the world than the domed cities that they live in. Uh, oh, that's a fair assessment of the plot. So, first off then, Julian, what are your thoughts on Logan's run? Well, I mean, this is the strangest X-Men movie I've ever seen. Um, but I suppose it's okay as part of the, the new multiverse that uh, they're doing over there at Disney. Um, yeah, I, don't know, how, I know. don't know how it fits in with the sequel, Logan. Um, well, yeah, I, I thought that too. But, I mean, this must just be an alternate universe, you know, mm-hmm. with a with a very different casting for Wolverine. And I think that's yeah, Jenny, a Jenny Agatha, Jenny Agatha playing Wolverine was a real bold choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, not having a pop clause once, you know. I mean, mm. like, that's, forget Logan, you know, and the Wolverine. This is some art house stuff right here. Mm. Uh, it's like they've turned Wolverine to, to a proper science fiction character, you know. <laughs> and So I really enjoyed that. Um I mean, this is this is a bizarre movie. 
Um, it is, I remember it as kind of being, uh, obviously I'm joking for those of you who haven't seen it. It's not a Wolverine movie. I'm, it, uh, but I remember it as being sort of lackluster and, but, and, you know, it, in a way it's more lackluster than I remember and it's better than I remember. It has strengths. I think the, you know, the odyssey of Logan's run, you know, and him, him going out into the world. It's got a lot more of that. That's a lot eh, more both superficial and interesting than I remember. And, and at the same time, that city, which I think is all anyone remembers from this film, they remember Carousel and they remember, oh. you know, the Sandman and, you know. I mean, that city, outside of its sort of depiction of sexual politics, is utterly incomprehensible and, and, and kind of even more lackluster than I remember. Yeah, it's interesting because the, 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 from a special effects standpoint, like the, the model work on this is great. There was some absolutely fantastic modeling work on this. And this is dome cities, and then you sort of see the buildings and sort of look, you know, uh, monorails and all this stuff. It looks very futuristic. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the actual structure of the city is, um, and how society sort of works is very odd. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that sort of thing because I actually really enjoy this film. This is film, I haven't watched it for, for, for quite some time. I was, you know, we put it on the list and. Um, but you're right. The, the, there's a whole sort of the, the majority section. Like it's a two-hour film. I mean, this film is sort of you know one hour fifty-eight sort of. So you can pretty much split it into two. There is the stuff in the city, and then there's the the, the journey um, that they go on. This odyssey of sort of uh, looking for sanctuary. Um, and I really enjoy all that. I actually kind of I do sort of like you know this this. Um, there are sections in this film that I really enjoy, and I like some of the character arcs as well. Like you know, uh, uh, Jenny Agutter is Jessica Six. Like her conviction that sanctuary exists, and it's just sort of in its Logan. It's going like, no, I think we've gone past it. Like you know, when they meet Box, and we'll talk about Box, the robot, mm. and you mm -hmm. see all these people frozen. It's sort of like, oh no, like you know, this there is no, there is no sanctuary. So like you know, or there may have been at one point, but you know, it's gone pear shaped. Um, I, I find all that really interesting. This sort of like, you know, that's the thing she was holding on to. The reason she was able to sort of continue to exist in that sort of, you know, this thing, this this world, is because she sort of knew that there was this sanctuary that she could sort of go to after. Um, but again, this, and this goes back to this idea of one of the things I want to talk on is um, this idea of youth culture. Yes. Uh, that this this film really does sort of poke at. Um, and predict in a lot of ways. Mm. I mean, this is still 76 when you could be considered sexy over 50. Well, at least if you were a man. Um, yeah. Yes, they would partner you with as a 50-year-old man with like a 24-year-old woman and then be like, you know, they're a romantic partnership in a film. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, that never happens today. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not on screen, but, uh, mm. you know, Leonardo DiCaprio has his, uh, his age limits, as we know. Um, yeah, but one of the things I do we should highlight that quite quickly is obviously this was based on a novel, uh, and for the film they did make uh, mm. a couple of changes, um, mm -hmm. and the first one being, which is very important, they moved the age limit from twenty one mm -hmm. in the novel to thirty for the film, and that makes a whole lot more sense because twenty one mm -hmm. is is too too young for this to make any real sense. Um, and the other one is they introduced Carousel, 
rather than in, mm. in the novel they just get put to sleep and they're sort of like a this yeah some I haven't read the whole book I haven't read I've read mm. sections of it just while I was researching so they, they made some interesting they made some sensible choices I think sort of to give you Carousel as a sort of a visualization of this ritual that the, you know when everyone reaches thirty um, yeah I mean okay so so let's talk about the society right mm. and these choices and and you're right about those changes. Um, also, there's a Mars colony in the book, um, you know, which uh, makes a big difference. But um, yeah, I mean, so right, the society that they've created here, you know, we're in some sort of post-apocalyptic world. We're 23rd century, I think, mm-hmm. and um, you know, instead of Star Trek, we have a post-apocalyptic universe in which, like, uh, an AI runs the city, right? Um, but it's not a fun, interesting AI like Alphaville. It's, you know, some AI that wants, has apparently decided to fix overpopulation by killing everybody in the movie at 30, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about this is the, is the idea of sexual liberation. Um, you know, when Jessica puts it apparently you can put yourself on the circuit which basically mm-hmm. makes you like materialize it's I mean, our, our, it's, it's a, yeah it's basically sort of like a materialization version of tinder you can literally swipe left on people are they teleporting it seems like that's what, that's what it seems to be yeah they teleport into like you know he has a guy teleporting <laughs> at one point and he's just like not tonight and then moves on to the next yeah swipe left and then he, and then he says oh are you're not into are you into women because mm. she's not into him and she you know and he says it as if it's not a big deal and so it seems as if, you know, sex has been dissociated from procreation. So mm-hmm. homosexuality is just accepted, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's interesting. You know, this sort of like youth culture that's more sexually free, I think, is interesting to me. But um, a couple flip sides to that. Uh, first of all, um, th- it might be sexually free, but if you uh, have a uh, culture that is divorced from sexual reproduction, it's interesting that it still preserves gender roles. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the Sandmen, the cops are all male. Uh, and when Jessica shows up on the circuit, you know, which I, I guess is Tinder, but, you're, you know, like you're expected to have sex. I mean, OK, obviously. You can say no, it's not like prostitution, but it does have certain overtones of that. She's in a dress that's completely split up the side. Like, I mean, mm. it's very, very revealing. I mean, and uh, uh, later on, a lizard goes up it when they're outside. I mean, obviously, that's not part of their society, but the men are not dressed in the same revealing way. No, well, it's interesting because. Um... Some of the costuming is is you know all the women are wearing very sort of like mm. you know skimpy revealing um, those sorts of dresses like very short and these things. Uh, however, I would say I mean, when the when the when the the male turns up on on the the circuit, um, he's shirtless, um, mm. uh, wearing mm-hmm. you know brightly coloured trousers and he's sort of like he's wearing a headpiece and something so. I'd take it that that's almost like, um, you know, you're, that's that, that's the purpose of that. Like she and she says, like she says that she was feeling sad, so she put herself on the circuit to sort of cheer herself up. So she was looking for connection in some way because her friend had gone to Carousel. Um, 
And so, you know, I, I expect that that's what she's done. Like, she's almost, like, dressed herself up in those clothes. But she's not always a costume and thing, but that's sort of the point. But when later on you do see there are men sort of wearing, like, you know, tops that are very good. The V-neck goes down to the waist. Like, very 70s. Like, I'm surprised there's no men. <laughs> There's lots of that. So you're right, the women definitely wear more revealing clothing. But the, the men are wearing incredibly tight trousers. Some of the red sort of costuming is, um, you know, you can tell which way they're leaning, let's put it that way. I do find that that is interesting. But you're also right about all the sand men are, are men, you know. Um, so that is, that is, you know, there are no female, there are, there are no women sand men. Or some people, I don't know, but that feels more like a thing from the seventies than a, um, um, you know, I don't know. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, it it feels like it can't fully escape, you know, the the time in which it was written, you know, and 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 shot. Mm. Um, but I also, you know, the other thing is I don't understand how the society really works. Like you say, so the idea is at thirty. Everybody goes to carousel and they, you know, spin around and then they're lifted into the air by anti-gravity, except you can see the threads. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, OK, I, I, I don't know how they're lifted into the air. And then they just kind of like explode. There are these explosions, but they clearly think that some of them could have survived that. But nobody it's not really clear if that is clearly killing somebody to them if they understand that as a death or one of the things i'm unclear of and this is this is where my question came from they talk about maybe they've renewed Mm -hmm. but no one seems to be able to define what it is to be renewed now yeah the only thing i can think of is it's like an afterlife Mm -hmm. or is it reincarnation like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't quite get what renewed is Right. And they talk about it, and, and even at one point, like you know, um, uh, Logan Six actually says to his you know, Francis, whatever it is, uh, the his three uh, Sandman partner, he says, "Do do you know anyone that's been renewed?" Oh, I've heard of it, but well, no, but anyone we know, mm-hmm. do you know anyone that we've known to be renewed? But they never tell you what renewed is, so I'm not even totally sure they know. <laughs> um, it's just sort of accepted. Yeah, and it's very strange because if it does mean reincarnation, which, you know, the first time that I saw this, I thought, oh, that's what it means, because you Mm. began with a baby, Mm -hmm. and you're told, oh, it's going to grow up to be a Sandman, you know, Um, and there's a Sandman who is being, you know, uh, in carousel, Um, and so you sort of have this, this echo of reincarnation, but if it were reincarnation, it'd be very easy for the... AI to just say, oh, yeah, we've chosen these people. They're reincarnated now uh, or they they soon will be born or or just say, oh, their souls are coming or, or whatever. Um, that would be very easy to lie to somebody about much as much as religions today lie about what happens after death. Why? Why would you need this to, you know, be exposed? Uh, how could you then? say well do you know anyone who's been uh renewed um it seems as if that can't be what it means but it's not clear i mean is it that you get 30 more years and you're yeah and you're uh, but if you but well here's the other thing so we know that it's not a society that reproduces sexually but so presumably they could 
you know, grow 30, you know, grow new, uh, the same number of uh, children where they are growing. So they could just say, oh, they're, they're resurrected, right? Uh, or reincarnated. Because they do say that, don't they? Oh, but the resurrection or reincarnation, but they do say one dies, one's born. Like, that's the mm-hmm. purpose. Like, um, and, and, they, and they sort of say about, because there's, there's actually a really interesting conversation where they talk about sort of like harvesting. So like, you know, an egg and some sperm is taken and, and a new baby is created. Um, and it is almost like, the, you know, and that's, that's the reason they have numbers. You know, there's, mm-hmm. sort of like a, there's like a, a generational thing mm-hmm. um, of, you know, she, she is Jessica six and he's Logan five. Now their ages don't seem to quite, I don't know how, I don't know how that works. I'm not, you know, should they not be what no. every, is it every 30 years that one's born or do they have to be at a certain point or every year? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, really I, know. But, and, yeah. And, and then what's going on with those? Like, okay. Yeah. So you're right. I, and, and, and uh, shouldn't it also be like Jessica 600 and something, you know, or, you know, I, I, I don't know, but also what's going on with those cubs? Like, Presumably, you start as a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And then their age, presumably, they're aging at the same rate that we do, right? Yeah, they get 30 uh, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, okay. But then, you know, there's these cubs, and, and, and there are a couple lines that just make me unclear. How is this, how is the uh, growth process? Who's raising them? Well, the AI, it's, I mean, they actually say at one point they're taken off to be raised by, so they're taken away from the parents or the whatever, and then they're taken away to be to be taught and to be educated and to be raised. And so they sort of go into, like, the AI raises them, you know, using, like, the, um, I, I sort of, again, in my head, I have it as a sort of, like, like, like robotic nursemaids and stuff. Like, you know, they clearly, <laughs> didn't have the, they clearly didn't have the budget for mm. that. But, like, you know, you could definitely have that kind of thing. But that was my assumption. Like, there's a whole... Um, you know, like they are nursery allowed... area that we haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. With like you know the Jetsons, you know Rosie. Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> like Rosie. Yeah, um, and uh, you know they're, they're released into society at a certain age. Like they have like a, a growth period, and they're like, oh, you can go off and now become, you know, you are old enough to exist within society for the next fifteen years or whatever. Like you mm. know, you that that sort of seems to be that is in my head. However, I pictured it i didn't even i didn't question it It just sort of popped in my head and I was like, oh that's how, that's how it works um because there's no sort of one of the things i find interesting is, is 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 excuse me is that thing of like you know everybody that you see i mean it's it's difficult to tell because the the the, the, the extras cast is is large they've got an awful lot of people in this film it's quite well populated um which is kind of cool uh, but they're all clearly in their 20s you know um i would say um and they've sort of populated from that, but there aren't any. There's no children. There's no teens, really. You, you don't really see any. Uh, and again, I think that's because of the clothing they're wearing. They're a bit like, no, we, we really need people to be over a certain age to be to be sort of on screen wearing this clothing, um, which is again fine. But like, it, it does feel like um, one of the things I find that's interesting is, uh, and again, maybe it comes from complacency. Like, no one questions this. Like everyone's incredibly sort of like you know as always as always in this society everybody's incredibly sort of slim and and, and fit and you know this world of leisure mm. there isn't there's no gluttony there's no sort of mm. mm-hmm. then there's there's no existentialism either no one's going like it's not it's no one's really going what is the point of this like what you know we just live for, for pleasure and leisure like there's no artistic good they didn't you know when mm. we talk about like star trek as a you know or, or whatever like you said like, 
is a utopian future. There's often this sort of depiction of so we can explore um, uh, art and we can explore you know, science and we can explore these things that we know that we are no longer tied to having to work. But there doesn't seem to be any of that in, in this world. It's just sort of wandering around and, and doing like, things. You know, we don't even see, see any sports or anything. Really. Again, I think they're restricted by budget. Mm. But like, I don't know what the work, what their, their days are made up of um, to sort yeah, of, you know. That's a good point. And, and I would love to see more of that. I would love to see, you know, like, a, a, um, it's not a religious society. It's clear, no. you know, it's clear to me that it's not, you know, a, a faith-based society. On the other hand, it'd be nice to see a philosopher preaching, you know, like you said, an existentialist message. Um, and this brings up uh, the whole idea of rebellion. Mm. And I do think that uh, Logan does a good job of reacting to say, like, what, you know, like, where are you getting these ideas? You know, um, and that's amusing. And, and I think it works for what it is. But, you know, it also seems to me, at least at this point in my life, to be remarkably childish. And mm-hmm. that is to be that that is to say that, you know, like when I was a kid and when I was this age, you know, uh, in my 20s, it seemed as if society was incredibly conformist. And mm. and I think there are ways in which society is incredibly form- conformist. And coming out of the 60s, I mean, this is still 76, uh, you know, it has some of that hippie sort of anti-conformism. But the flip side of that is that we also live in a society in which people question everything, yeah. including all the stuff that they don't need to question, right? Like, was the election stolen, you know? Mm-hmm. And why do I really need to, you know, uh, drink water? I can I can drink my own urine, you know? I mean, we, you know, it, it's this weird way in which you can present society as conformist or as blindly, you know, questioning and dumb the other way, but... I don't know. Uh, it, it does a decent job at what it does. It just doesn't seem like, like you were saying, people would question and there would be some role for that. Well, and this is where I'm sort of curious. About. Yeah. And this is again, you know, limited by budget and time. Like it, it chooses to focus on a specific, on specific things like, but yeah, I mean, even the people that sort of direct them to sanctuary, I mean, you know, you find that there's, there are other things, um, going on like there are people like that the doctor that does the face change and other things where and there are there, there are clearly jobs i mean that's the thing like yeah, there are people that that work uh, and have skills and so mm. you know I, I wouldn't mind you know why are there why is there a doctor when an ai could clearly do that mm. that work um but like you say there should be someone who has like a, a valid that there needs to be a debate at some point in this film where someone proposes the opposing view i mean you know this is we say we always say this when we talk about these 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 future positions you've got to show the good and the bad mm-hmm. you know like you know so what what is it that exactly that they're rebelling against oh we want to live beyond 30 because we know that renewal is a lie so we want more life cool what do you want to do with that 
Like, what is it you're what is it that you're proposing? Not just I want to live beyond thirty. Like, I want so many more years. Okay, how does that work? Why are we in this position? Like, the AI took some calculation that said this is the mm. world. I'm now controlling the level of, of of population by one. One one dies, one is born. Like, we've got and we've got this window of life. Cool. Okay. Let's have a you know give me some sort of philosophical debate as to why that's good or why that's bad. Like, what is it that I'm sort of looking for that tells me why Logan rebels? I mean, when he goes off and they find Peter Euston off and it's sort of like this slightly mm. mad old man, I don't see how that's a selling point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not going, oh, look, there's this, uh, like, even when they go outside, you know, this thing of, like, I see parts of it, like, when they're in the, the um, you know, the, 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 Jenny, uh, Jessica Six, like you said, like when they're outside, they escape, and we'll go into this detail. But like she says, like I hate it outside. I hate it. And uh, I yeah. start, That's I a good thing. It. it is, and I understand that because it is. It's like they've never known nature in that way before. But then she comes around, and you you know she sees that you see her communion with like you know with the cats, and you sort of see her exploring and understanding mm. things, and so coming back and going actually, there's more to this world. Like there's more of an argument, regardless of the age thing. There's more argument to be like go outside the city. Like, there's more stuff out there. Like, there's a wider world. And that seems to be a, a stronger argument than the age thing. They don't seem to lay out an age thing. Mm. And go, like, getting mm -hmm. old's good. And you go, is it? <laughs> like, beyond a certain point, like, you know. Do, do you know what I mean? They're like, uh, you know, and again, I don't think they're there to sort of go. Scott Weatherly endorses mandatory euthanasia at age 30. You heard not, not, the, not at 30, maybe. No, oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> We I've already done, do but like no, but like I I do see you know and um you know we do talk about population. I'm not advocating for this. I'm not saying it's the answer, but mm. there mm -hmm. is a point when you sort of reach a certain age, and you know people are just like, yeah, I'm sort of done. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm you know I've got illness. I've got you know I can't walk. I've got dementia. Whatever. Like it feels oh, like to it, but like I don't know. It doesn't give me it doesn't give me a good philosophical debate to say. Here's an alternative, like natural progression and birth and everything is clearly the answer because you're going, well, no, that's what led to the disasters in the first place. So what is it that, that what is the alternative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you make an excellent point. I mean, I, I'm joking. and But I, I would say this brings up to uh, yeah, a different question for me. I mean, I think the, the point that you're making that is that is truly excellent is what is the evil of the society that we're supposed to be seeing that makes it a, a dystopia? Mm. Because it is utopian in certain ways, but clearly we're supposed to be on the side of the rebels, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's a dystopia because it kills people at age 30. Right, except this, it also keeps people from the outside world and, you know, uh, you know, that whole secondary level is a whole additional layer that might be more effective than the first. But this thing about killing people at age 30, I mean, and of course, look, you're right. Anybody in their right mind is in favor of euthanasia and, you know, a right to end your life, you know, nobly and mm. uh, of your own free will, uh, especially after a certain age. It is sickening that we have more respect for our animals than we do for, you know, our own selves and loved ones. Having said that, um, 30 seems so remarkably young. Yeah. And maybe it's that, you know, maybe it's that the two of us are, are more than a decade past that. <laughs> but 
But it does seem to me like, I mean, even from a very basic, you know, AI determined perspective, you would, you know, even if you run the numbers and you say like, okay, it doesn't make sense to, uh, to keep people alive past 60 or past 50 or what, you know, even if it's a relatively low number, you know, I mean, it would be more than 30. Mm. Um, by the time you're 30, you know, I mean, and again, you know, we don't need to rewrite the movie, but I mean, you might have an AI say, oh, well, we should have uh, tests every decade. And if you don't, you know, pass these tests and prove you're a good citizen in whatever way, although then again, how the hell are you a good citizen? What is the, you know, as you say, outside of the Sandman, it doesn't seem that there's much function to the society. Everything is taken care of by the robots. I mean, you could be a doctor, but most people don't seem to have notable occupations. Um, so, you know, what is, I mean, is this, what is the AI's criteria? I mean, it's, it's not clear at all, except, yeah, this is just something the AI started doing. And so it doesn't seem like it's very well thought out, uh, in addition to, you know, us just having basic questions about, and it's funny, our, the last movie we talked about, um, this season in episode seven was TH sex 1138. Mm. And we pointed out that it doesn't give us enough information about that society. And I think the same is true here mm. um, to a lesser degree. Um, but it also doesn't have some of the charms uh, of THX, you know, in just its artsy charms. That's true. Um, I would say I still enjoy this film more, actually. Um, I agree. I think it's a better um, movie overall. Yeah. Um, but you're right about the society and things. It, it, you know, it's one of those you're not supposed to question. Because um, it's, it's based around that sort of, again, it's, one of the things I find interesting about these sort of, uh, when they show these kinds of futures, there's always, um, in many cases, almost like a ritual element to them. They, You know, yet, yes, you know, we say it's not a religious society, but there's almost like a, there's always a, sort of like a spiritual or ritual element. Like even going to THX, mm -hmm. there was the talking to the the Jesus booth, and there was the sort of the priests and all that kind of stuff. And in this, you have this idea of of um, carousel. A carousel. Yeah, you know, and, you're right. It, you're right. Great it, it, it makes me think about um, um, other. You know, the, 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 watching this one in particular made me think about the, the Shirley Jackson's uh, short story, uh, The Lottery. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know where someone is chosen, and it's sort of like you know there has to be sort of every year there's a there's a sacrifice, and they choose it by picking the the stones. And again, I'm like, okay, this is where I think as a, as a you know, we can't get away from this idea of, of ritual of ceremony. Like we always always introduce this, and it's sort of like it just seems so part of human nature. And even if this AI introduced it, like it fully understands that. There's almost like an aspiration. Like we need something to give us purpose. So this idea of renewal, because they keep saying uh, in several occasions, there are certain, there's a line that gets repeated, is doing everything you can to give you the advantage to, to achieve renewal. Mm. Now, but they don't seem to know what that means. Like even they don't know what mm. that means. But the, the, the point is that I don't think they're supposed to. It's supposed to be vague enough. It's like a cult, isn't it? Like it's vague enough that it's sort of like it gives you something to, to, to distract you and to give you sort of, you know. Uh, well, I mean, you but, say that, but but what do we know about heaven? Well, no, exactly. You know? I, I agree. You know, I mean, totally, yeah. 
Well, you're, you're going to be united with Jesus and with dead people. Right. <laughs> what, how, how is that going to feel? How is that going to look like? Well, don't worry about it. It's all going to be great. Everyone gets a mansion. How, how, how are those mansions laid out? How many, how many rooms? <laughs> how many floors? You know, ah, don't worry about it. It's a mansion. I mean, don't ask a question. Yeah, it's it's very vague. Yeah, but exactly, but exactly that's the point, isn't it? Like again, it, this comes to almost like a you know, it's not mm. a religious, it's not loaded with religious um, mm, iconography, mm-hmm. but there's still a ceremony right. there. Like when you see the people being led into Carousel, like the people that go into, like they go around the big crystal, they're wearing the masks and the robes and all that kind of stuff. Like it's all got yeah. ceremonial elements to it. Like it's not and special uniforms. I mean that is. They the, with a sort of fire and everything. Yeah. Exactly, and the audience is there, and the audience, audience is celebrating. Like it's an aspirational thing. Mm. The, and, and it's obviously it's been a created. religious service. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, the, you're there's, right. There's, there's almost. I mean, at one point, when you see it, um, because Logan Six and his partner sort of do go to one. Logan Six is is on his feet, and he's sort of going, you mm. know, renew, renew. Like it's almost <laughs> like a, you know, like it is like um, he's cheering them on. Uh, not knowing they're actually being vaporized, but mm. um, so uh, yeah, it, it is. There's almost like a um, it becomes that religious thing that like we can't escape this thing. Like we need to have death needs to have a purpose in many cases, and I think that's the point. You know why religion? You know we can't get past this idea of the the, mm. the great barrier. Like what's beyond it? Like we don't know. Mm. This is the point that like, we don't know what renewal is. You don't, and maybe maybe we, should, we don't need to know what renewal is because they've just got this concept and maybe they've all got a different mm. ideas. I mean, it'd be quite interesting if like there was a conversation between Logan and Jessica and they were like, well, I think this is what renewal is. Oh, well, I think this is what renewal is. Like, they don't actually know. They just know that there's this thing, renewal, and that's good enough. That's what they're aiming for. Mm. Like, you know, the reason they stay fit, the reason they stay sort of, they do these things is because they mm. see it as being advantageous to becoming, but it's all been made up by the, the AI. The AI is just right. going like, no, I just want them to be healthy and fit because that's the best way for them to live. So the way to do it is to to manipulate them. I mean, again, you could even get into that, like that this society, you know, you yeah. could, it could be a complete sort of, um, you know, stab at religious control by saying like, oh, I made, I've completely made this up because, but as an AI, this is what I calculated as being the best way to control the population. Well, it, it reminds me of uh, the brothers Karamazov, where there's that quote about like, cheerfully they will die. You know, cheerfully they will they will die, uh, and they will do so uh, happily because they believe in an afterlife, and you will let them. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I would love that conversation again. You're describing kind of a, a very different film, but a film that has those discussions. You know, what do you think renewal is? That has a philosophical core or at least a more fleshed out version of this society and i think it's not that the ideas here are bad i mean the ideas mm. here are superficial but they're interesting mm. um and they are more fleshed out than you know what we saw in thx where it seemed like things are just thrown in um but at the same time i think you're right that these ideas would suggest those conversations um and yet, the film doesn't seem interested in really giving us those conversations. No, no, it never. I don't, I don't think it considers them, does it? It sort of it gets to yeah. a point, and it's sort of like, oh, we don't really need to go there, but we are going to talk about other things. I mean, there are other things like it shows. And one of the things I do like about this film is it does sort of try to show, don't tell. Like there are certain things mm. I think it shows about society, um, as you said about the circuit <clears throat> and about sort of like that you know, sexual liberation. 
Um, but the other, there was definitely a darker side, like especially to the Sandmen. Like there is a runner, mm. um, and, and and Logan and his partner sort of um, are tracking early him. on. They they yeah. chase him. Yeah, and it's just, it's a sport. And they're sadistic. I mean, oh, they're they're like run, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, really, and it's sort of like it's a game to them. And uh-huh. it's, it's it's said at several occasions, like especially of, of Logan's part, like he doesn't want to miss out on a good run. Like that's the point. Like he, their job and their purpose is to track down runners, and they take pleasure in it. And there's no qualms about shooting this guy. Um, you know, he sort of like they they uh, corner him and they shoot him, and they're but they're like, oh, that was a that was a good one. Oh, that was fantastic. What a what a good exercise. Like there's no, um, as far as they're concerned, like you know. There's no, there's no morality in this. They've, ju- they've done their job. Like, there's no sort of like questioning. Yeah. Like, oh, we killed. We've just taken a human life. It's just like, well, no, he would have been, you know, he, he wasn't good enough to go to Carousel. He attempted to run. That's our job. It's very sort of clinical in that. But they've almost made a, a game out of it for their own entertainment, which again comes from this leisure society. Like everything has become a form of leisure. Yeah, both times that I've watched this, you know, um, in full and and thinking about it as an adult, I have liked that sadism. And I've Ooh. liked that, that they go there with it. Um, on the other hand, now that we're talking about it, I'm sort of feeling exactly the opposite, that it seems to me that what that's doing is manipulating us to think, oh yeah, this is a dystopia. These people are, what they're doing is terrible, right? And what they're doing is extinguishing a human life which is exactly what's going on in Carousel, right? Mm. So we're being we're being told in a very ham-fisted way, like this is an evil society, and these people enforcing these rules are sadistic. And it seems brave that the main character is depicted that way, but in fact, you know, he is the classic dystopian character who who has an arc and and, and learns otherwise. Um, but you know, um, but. It seems to me that here again, just as you know, you were saying, like, why doesn't anyone question the society? Um, you know, why doesn't anyone say, you know, it's not nice what you're doing, right? I mean, even in uh, Blade Runner, where you know they're killing replicants who are supposed to be soulless automatons, and maybe <clears throat> even if they're not technically robots. Um, you know, there's clearly a moral, some people are fine with it, but it's clearly, you know, like watching a human being die is something Ooh. that you have a reaction to. And it does seem as if, well, I mean, you know, but then that gets you into questions like, well, does anyone die of accident? I mean, they have these railings. Um, you know, somebody must fall. Somebody must, yeah. you know, drown in one of these nice pools or something. Um, and so, you know, um, clearly, why wouldn't they have some moral reaction to uh, well, again, I think I think what it comes down to is um, two things. Because you say about accidents, there, there, there must be deaths related to, mm. you know, accidental things, you know, like you say, fall over a rail or, you know, somewhat simple or stupid, like, you know, someone's almost choked to death on a bloody olive or something. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> there must be something. However, they have highlighted, and this is one of the interesting things I want to I want to come back around to, but there's a, one of the, we, we meet a Sandman who's been injured. 
he's got a bloody head and his arms all torn up and stuff. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm off to be fixed. Um, mm. And he, he's got no qualms about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like he's going to be sort of like, oh, I'll be back in the game in a couple of weeks. I've just got to go and heal up. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to get fixed now. So they've got, like, advanced medicine and technology. Like, they're going to re- change his face. Like, he says, you know, they joke about having, oh, well, you wash your at it. You might as well go change your face sort of thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. the, the, this this sort of level of surgery is nothing. Like, you know, it's a regular daily occurrence. And so they're fine with that. So, again, you know, and I want to come back to that because, like, well, if you've got this level of medicine and, and healing, you know, why why 30? Like, why not mm-hmm. be on that? Um, Good point. So, so there is that. But the other thing as well is, like, um, they are Sandmen and they're raised from um, they're raised from birth to be Sandmen. And so I've got no problem with him being sadistic and stuff because that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's what they're mm. trained to do. That's what they've always been told to. This is how they've been taught. This is how they've been... This is the society. This is the the um, community that they've grown up in. So as far, as far as they're concerned, there is no problem with this. Like someone I think should challenge him maybe from the outside, mm. maybe mm-hmm. one of the people in, in Sanctuary or something, or one of the people that's looking for Sanctuary. But I do get that Like if this has been around for however many years, this structure... It's sort of just accepted. Like, okay, well, yeah, he's a runner. He was either going to go to Carousel, but if he didn't, again, he's he's. It's not just the fact that he's chosen to run. It's the fact almost like he's disrespected the ceremony. Like he has chosen not to do Carousel, which is the chosen, you know, that's you being ele- literally being elevated up, you know, in this moment of, of of renewal or whatever. And he has disrespected that. So there's no sort of qualms or no morality because he's gone against the, the the conventions of that society. So I completely understand that from a Sandman point of view, where they don't they don't address. Think about you know if you think about Judge Dread or judges, like that's what they're trained to do. There's no qualms about enforcing certain laws. That's just what they do. And I can sort of see that as being part of it. Now, it should possibly be questioned later. Like, maybe he should be given the option to do it later and doesn't, or at least questions it, or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's not that, that film. But so, but I do, I kind of like that sadism. I still like it, the fact it's there, because it's playful, and it's sort of like it shows how immature they mm. are in some ways as well. Mm-hmm. But they're not there to be... They're not there to question the existentialness. They're not there to question the philosophy. It's just a game. Everything's just leisure. Everything's a game, which makes mm. it sort of even more sadistic. Yeah, I like I like the points that you're making. I mean, I, I find them kind of convincing. Um, I, I do wonder. Uh, I do wonder how they don't know that he well that he's running because they, they see him earlier, right? Mm. And and, and uh, the secondary character says, "Oh yeah, he's going to run." I I know just by looking at him, right? But when you see who has reported for Carousel, how do you not know who is running? Right. I mean, de facto, the people whose birthday is, you know, mm. that day 30 years ago have not reported for, you know, yeah. carousel. How do you not know then? Right? Why don't you just go track those people down? Uh, yeah, like you say, it, should, it shouldn't be that that difficult. Um, but uh, I think, again, I think from a story point of view, from a standpoint, they're trying to show sort of their efficiency or that sort of like, you know, the, especially for that character. Um, I need to check his name. Actually, I'm gonna, I am going to double check because I think it's Francis. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because what they're trying to do is his tenacity, it like is. how how much he how much he takes it seriously. Because it's um, he's the one that then chases Logan down um, when it comes to 
when he goes off on the run, you know, it's it's um I'm sure I followed Buddy Carrot. Uh, yeah, so when he's the one Francis Seven. Is, Francis Seven, thank you. Um so yeah, when he when Francis sort of is he's the one. So I think they wanted to show you that that he is that sort of like, you know, the um he's more committed in many ways than 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 Logan Six. Uh, mm-hmm. or Logan mm-hmm. Five, sorry. And so I think that's sort of what those scenes are there for. But look, you're right. I don't know how it works. <laughs> like he's like, um, they've got like a GPS as well that can track them, and obviously mm. can track your the crystal in your hand. So, um, so there are certain things I kind of like like that. Um, but uh, it it's um, yeah, it's it's there for a purpose in the story rather than to show sort of how the society works. I think, which is one of the, but you could clean it up. Most definitely, clean up that whole thing. Um, well. Go ahead. No, because the other thing I like actually is talking about cleanup. I like the fact that when they've killed him, like they just walk off, and there's, there are, there are mm. more people. Like you know, again, I think now we'd probably do it as robots, but the, these things, these hover things, come in and they just spray something over the body, and it just dissolves and disintegrates. Like there's no um, burial or sort of like disposal or anything. It's just er- eradicated. Yeah. Um, it's very efficient, and I kind of like that as well. That there's no sort of second thoughts given to it as well. Yeah, the, the special effects are a little dated, but mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I do like the the idea, um, mm. and that does sort of suggests the kind of society that they live in. Um, I do, I, I do also like the while we're talking about sexual liberation, I love once they're running the nightclub scene. Uh, it's like. That is pretty much as risque as you're going to get in any mainstream Hollywood movie. Yeah, seventy six. Can I? Because that's a really good point, actually. Are you, are you talking about the running later on when it's all in slow mo and stuff? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that's like a pleasure dome, isn't it? Where things are put into slow motion so that you can experience pleasure for a longer period of time. Great idea. I mean, it's a fantastic. I don't know how it works, but it's a, I kind of like it as a, as a concept. Um, but I was confused. So when I, I rented this off Amazon Prime to watch, mm. and I've just checking it on, on um, I'm just checking it on uh, IMDb now. So this is an A. Uh, it says for the, for the states, so the the the, U, the American rating is an A. So I don't an know what a? that is. Yeah, I have no idea. Adult. Okay. I mean, is that uh, maybe? I don't, no, I, don't, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because this is a PG over here. <laughs> no, I mean. What do you mean uh, over here? I mean, in, in, the, a in, the, is UK, not in the UK, this had seven plus on the rating, and was it was down as a, as like uh, a PG. And as I'm watching this, and I'm like, I don't know how they got away with some of this stuff. Like, there's some bits in it. I was just like, oh wow, this okay. Like, there's you know, I I think this would be rated higher now for the amount of sort of mm. sexual innuendo and stuff that's in it um, than than the '76. They were clearly more way more liber- liberated. It's bizarre. Uh. Interesting. So, so the film did receive a PG here, mm. um, but it was cut extensively uh, mm. because there were there was lots of nudity, <laughs> and so they cut it extensively. I mean, I, it is interesting that I think you're right that you know if anything we've become sort of despite more prudish, sort of, yeah, it's sort of more anti-sex and anti nudity. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a scene that you do get to see Jenny Agatha's boobs, um, 
in one scene. And I was I, I, I was genuinely like, oh, this, this is seven plus. <laughs> like, I was a bit like, oh, okay, wow. And you see her bottom, and I was just like, and you see Michael York's bottom, and I was just like, right, okay. That, we, I was this, this English prudishness came. I, I'm, oh my, oh my. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit of a dizzy after that. Oh my gosh. But I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about this. That this film actually is kind <laughs> of um, mm. risque in those respects. Yeah. Um, and so I was a bit surprised. But and, and and as you say, the sort of the suggestion of that nightclub scene again, I was just like, mm. oh wow, okay, there's some interesting thoughts in this. Yeah, it, it looks like they're having orgies. They most yeah. definitely, are. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. It's just sort of. I mean, it's know. it's not quite eyes wide shut, but it's no, it's pretty clear what's going on. Yeah, and so I was. I was a little bit. Um, I was surprised at the rating compared to what what you were showing. Um, so yes, I, I do see that. But again, I, I think it's, it's it's an oddly sort of like you know again it's sort of, it's, it's good. It's, it's shown sex positive, um, yeah. you know, society, um, which I think is is you know is is cool and is is kind of progressive. The seventies were surprisingly progressive. I think I keep yeah. going back to these films and you're like oh, like you say oh. Something happened between then, then and now that re- I know exactly what it is. It's the really it's the, what? What do you think it was? <laughs> I'm going to say it's the '80s, and it was the the new Christian right and Thatcher. Um, you know, yeah, it was it was Thatcher and Reagan. I mean, yeah. that that you know, I mean, basically, your country has been a fascist country in some form or other ever since. You know, <laughs> light fascist light. <laughs> you know. We're not fully committed to it yet, but yeah. Liz Truss is moving us closer. <laughs> Tony Blair, you know, can explain to you why fascism is really the liberal choice. Um, you know, and, and the same thing, Reagan, you know, Reagan and the religious right. You know, I mean, he, he was a totalitarian theocrat mm-hmm. uh, and, and really pulled us dramatically much in the same way that like the Trump stuff realigned the Republican Party yet again. To like the Reagan stuff was already to a point of insanity, you know. I mean, the Republican Party was the pro-abortion party, you know, until <laughs> Reagan came along. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're entirely right, and I and I do think it is nice to remember that about the '70s, you know, that the '70s was remembered for, you know, the oil shocks and mm. you know uh, terrorism on planes and you know inflation and all of these things. Um, and for new drop dead, you know, to New York, you know, Nixon saying, you know, crime out of control and all of these kinds of things and dirty hairy. But it was also a time of, you know, and obviously, you know, Stonewall happened and, you know, it wasn't like there was real sexual liberation for everybody. But um, there did no, but it was there. Kind it was, of promise. Yeah, it was it was there. It was in the zeitgeist as sort of like as a promise. I think you're right. You know, I mean, don't forget that one of the biggest films of the decade was Deep Throat. Like there was a mm. you know, there, was, there was a little pornography film was was a success. So, um, um, and and yeah. people took respectable people with their <laughs> dates. I mean, that that's to me that's the epitome. I mean, I don't think it's a very good film, but that's the epitome of where I want the culture to be. You know, mm-hmm. you can. Take take your day to see you know a Marvel movie and you know take your day to, of whatever gender to see Deep Throat the next day. Uh, yeah. To oh, me, that right. sounds like or even in a double even in a double feature. That's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's the, the sexual politics of this film are quite sort of interesting in that way. That they, you know, again, there is a sort of um, the only thing I would say going back to the 
touch on some of the, we'll move forward but there's um when she is on the circuit and obviously you know logan sort of um materializes her and she sort of comes out to the thing he, he does sort of takes no he does take no for an answer he accepts mm, that's that true. which is very fine. good point but he it does take a little bit of time at first he's like no come on and it's sort of ah. like you know but i think and i think that comes but i do think that comes from rather than him being let's say sexually aggressive i think it does almost come from an expectation of sort of like oh and if you're on the circuit like that's the point this is sort of like you know i i honestly think that that is the because he's there going like i want to because when she leaves yeah. like his uh, francis comes in with two of the women and they're straight at it and so yeah. i honestly think that's the point of the circuit the circuit is literally there yeah. for you to sort of like to have a, a, a sexual partner so it becomes yeah. like an extra just like gender yeah exactly but there's an expectation <laughs> that comes with it so that's all it is hookups and stuff yeah well um, yeah so Not but, for me let me tell you no. um but no, I, do I, I agree with you but it's also that he's like you pointed out a really good point which is that he's arrogant and yeah. later on um I, I i think it's francis who says like you could have any woman you know why well, even, jessica, even jessica says it they both say oh, it. Yeah. there's a line they both say to him, like, you could have any woman in the city like you know she says that like, why me and francis says something as well like you you know we we can do what we want pretty much like sandmen have a sort of a, a status above the others yeah so i still think so you're right and i think it depicts his his arrogance more than it does you know i had the same reaction of like well he's a little persistent here mm -hmm. uh but for the for you know look for 76 for a guy who's got power who's you know got privilege to to say like look you came here dressed like this on the circuit to have sex but you're saying no now look okay you know uh he takes that pretty well there are a lot mm. of guys in bars who could learn from that today well, and she has a great, there's a great line because she does say, she says no. And he says, he basically says, are you sure? And she says, yes, like that's, I'm saying no. And he says, all right, mm -hmm. he backs down. And then later on in the film, like he, you, you realize that like they've been mm. together and they're sort of, they are forming a relationship. They're, they're, they are getting closer and stuff, you know, falling in love, whatever, however you want to sort of depict it. But th there's a scene where they're in a, in, a, in a, they are swimming together and she says, the answer now would be yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has respected that, like you know, it's she's he has sort of waited. So again, and she's giving the consent, and so the the, the level of sort of like consent, affirmative like, consent, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. Again, I was like, wow, all right, like seventy six. <laughs> like, we could be looking, at, we should be looking at nineteen seventy six, like for you know con, how sort of consent works. It's 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 um, you know, it was really interesting to me at that point. Yeah, um, that, that is true. Like, you know, this is a very uh, woke movie, you know, post-Me Too movie in, in that respect. Yeah. Um, I, before we go on to the sort of like flight stuff, um, mm. can, I, can I ask you a couple of questions about um, the uh, city and, and that stuff? Uh, the first is, uh, why does the computer tell him, if it even does, that there is no afterlife or whatever this uh, renewal means. So there's a scene where um, where Logan's talking to the city computer, and it's a cool scene, and I love mm. the revelation that, you know, first of all, over a thousand runners have actually escaped, right? We've not publicized this fact. Um, 
And that's why we believe there is this, you know, the sanctuary that they there's this cult of people with an onk who, who speak of, you know. Um, OK, this is all very cool. And then there's the devastating news that, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah. nobody's ever been renewed. Yeah. But it's very strange how it comes about. It's not really clear that that is what the computer's saying. Logan just kind of out of nowhere says, oh, so so this thousand people have escaped. Have has have none. Are you sure that they haven't been renewed? And the computer sort of says, no, they haven't been renewed. None of them have been renewed. And Logan says, like, nobody's ever been renewed. He like jumps to this universal mm. conclusion and the computer doesn't deny it. And that's when. So it's very strange to me how it comes about. Well, it's interesting because I think one of the things I like about the, the we'll talk about the AI, especially the AI's uh, collapse at the end of the film, mm, mm-hmm. uh, which I struggle with a little, but um, just a little. Yeah, we'll get more to that. But th- it, it's very binary. Like we find that the computer sort of it, it's very binary. It, it doesn't have nuance, and so it, it has intelligence. You know, it has it's artificial intelligence. It has intelligence, but it has like a binariness to it. So it's almost like when I, one of the things I took from that scene is like, it, it, you know, he's questioning it and it's sort of like, well, I can't lie, but I can lie by omission. So, I, can, I you know, if I refuse to answer your question, if I don't answer your question, I'm not confirming your position on renewal. Because um, he does, he does jump to a conclusion, but the computer doesn't go, no, nah, there's plenty of people that have been renewed. Mm. Shush, you know, move on. That's not the position it can take because it would have to respond with, no, you're right, no one has been renewed because it's a lie. Right. So almost the the AI chooses not to respond, mm-hmm. almost to leave it vague for him. Like it can't deny it, so it can't. So it decides not to confirm it either. Which I thought, which I find kind of sinister that the computer can make those decisions. Because mm-hmm. it, so it says later on, it says this answer does not program. Like it can't, it can't get past certain things. The computer itself has made a sort of a conclusion, jumped to a conclusion. It's deduced from, I suppose, logic that there is this thing sanctuary. Um, because these runners have, have, have gone away and stuff. And we sort of find out where a lot of them, I assume, are. Um, but one of the things I find interesting is I don't know how the idea of sanctuary seems to have seeped out into society. Like, we see that Jessica Six has got an ankh. She wears it, we see it. And I like the idea, I like the idea because this comes a little bit like the, the idea of the little of the fish, you know, that was used in sort of um, pre or you know, early Christian times. Sort of Christians would use that symbol of the fish to sort of depict... Mm. You know, that they were sort of, um, you know, to other people, whatever, in the know. So I take it as that sort of thing, which is kind of cool. But I don't know how this rumour started. Like, how did this thing grow in society that you've then got, like, a bit of an underground movement that's looking for sanctuary? Yeah, I like it. Although, like, uh, you know, who are, um, you know, the question is, you know, presumably we think there must be a sanctuary, there must be some re- resistance movement. We find out that's not really true. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a sanctuary as they go along. You know, there are these ice caves and, you know, uh, Box, the robot, you know, has, has frozen several people who have escaped. But um, but then there are these voices talking to him, you know, and saying, put your hands on your head and, and saying, it's not much further. Who are those people? Have they not gone further? No, I don't think they have. Because they must not have, right? No, the, the the people that live in the city. This is the only thing I take. The because he says like the last instruction you'll get is about they give him a key, don't they? And they say this is the last door, 
and that's what takes them to sort of like to box because they then go into yeah. all the sort of the, the the pipe works and the water works and all that kind of stuff I honestly don't think I think they've said like you know they're beyond this point like we have not ventured beyond this point but that's the way to sanctuary so there seems to have been like something has gone on there, there was a story there like you know because it feels a little bit like um the underground railroad you know this is this idea yeah. of sort of like getting people out but it doesn't have a destination it's just sort of like oh we get you to this door and then beyond that like it this is out of the city and it's up to you to sort of find sanctuary so how would that idea perpetuate right i don't I know mean, yeah who comes yeah. back and says oh this is sanctuary this is what it is <laughs> don't know yeah i've seen it trust me yeah or i mean yeah that doesn't make sense no um and you know i i almost I, ha I had a thought whilst I was towards the end of this film, which, um, again, I know I rewrite these things, but <laughs> I almost wanted the sort of like the AI had sort of like created this idea of sanctuary in order to send people mm. out into the world as a test. So it was like, look, I, we can't send us out into the world. Like, I don't know what the state of the world is, mm. um, uh, but I can still track the palm thing, or it believes it can. And so I was like, oh, let's see. if I can send people out into the world, I can determine how what state the world is. Is it still like a nuclear wasteland or whatever? And so, you know, it was orchestrating this thing, which seems overly complicated. No, that's but... no, that's it's interesting, and it gets into the kind of like Matrix asks, like, oh, this was just another control kind of mm. you know thing. Although, here's a here's a question that just occurred to me: you don't see the palm devices uh, switch off until until they're in the outside right yeah, yeah. Um, and they're in the water in the in the wild that means that they were presumably still on in the ice cave I, yeah i believe so yeah so you don't see otherwise doesn't the ai know like oh they've all died in the ice cave and been frozen yeah i don't know and you know because that, that's the thing like they don't know yeah because they, but they've been walking for quite some time and before they notice as well mm -hmm. so true I don't know if it's just they just haven't noticed. Um, yeah, it's quite possible. And it is true that, you know, the, the friend, um, uh, Francis, doesn't seem to notice until it's the climax. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and maybe you wouldn't, because it's always there in your hand. You know, you, it's just there. So you don't sort of think about it. Like, you know, you don't sort of consider it, maybe. It's not something sure. you... It's, it's, it's part of our, our understanding because it's part of their life clock, but it's not... It's not a big part of those. I feel like, you know how, like, you have, if you have a mark on your hand that's just, like, dirty because you touched something dirty? I think you usually notice it within a space of a few hours, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, and especially going through odd terrain and stuff, you're going to look at your hand, you know, because mm -hmm. you're constantly, I don't know. Especially if you're, you're touching, minor. yeah, if you're touching things like trees and rocks and, yeah. and things. Yeah, quite possibly. I don't know, yeah, it, it, it's it's... It's a reveal, isn't it, for them to sort of like, because that's their yeah. freedom moment. So I understand why, but no, you're right. Um, I want to just quickly get to this point because they do escape. And so I don't understand how Sanctuary works. I don't understand how the store, the, the, <laughs> the, the rumor or the story of it has spread. Um, I don't understand or how the, the society works. <laughs> no, particularly. Because I don't or what, understand who the, who the Cubs are. The Cubs are. Like, yeah, you've yeah. got these kids running around, and there's a, but there's a great sort of confrontation there that, like, again, but it doesn't seem to be rooted in anything because, um, they seem to know about the cubs. Like the, the Sandman seems to know that these cubs exist because they're in the cathedral. They're in cathedral, um, and he challenges him and says, "Like, well, next year when you reach sort of sixteen, they're going to tear you to pieces." 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going, like, why? Why is their society based around an age thing? Like, that makes no sense. Like, you know, why, <laughs> why would yeah, they? Yeah, because they're not going to be kids anymore. But aren't yeah. they free of, you know, the crystals the... and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, I don't understand. I, didn't, I, did, I understand. I understand. Like you know, I like this idea of there's been like these wild things, you know, mm. outside of the sort mm-hmm. of realm of the city. There's there's sort of like on the peripheral this where society starts to collapse, or there's other things a little bit yeah. like you know things don't quite work, or there's rebellious groups. I like all that. I really like the idea, but then he just seems to impinge like some social order on it, like well this <laughs> is what's going to happen, and the guy's like, no, <laughs> that doesn't seem to work. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a moment where I wanted to be Mad Max, you know? Yes. I wanted to be wild and, and crazy, and it almost, it, it kind of gets there. And, and it's sort of theatrical, but it's just a little stagey. Mm. But then they have that moment where it's like, wait a minute, have I missed who these kids are and, and how the society has evolved? And why do they have this rule? And, and, I, and I have entirely... That I have that moment entirely too much during this film, um, mm-hmm. where I just think, did I miss this? How does that make sense? And of course, I didn't miss anything. It just doesn't just make there. sense. Yeah, it's yeah. just not there. And the same with Box. Like you when know, they go through the, the water, there's an awful lot of water in this film. I'd forgotten how much water is in <laughs> this film. Um, but they go through, and then they, they eventually meet Box in his ice cave. Like he literally lives in a freezer. Um, and I, I kind of like I, I like this idea because I don't believe Box is the only one. So this city mm. um, has obviously got some sort of mechanism that um, food sources from the sea. Like he talks about things coming from the sea, um, you know, plankton and, and and fish and all kinds of things. And he freezes it and then delivers it to the city. That's where I take it. Like this, that he is almost like a, he is a part of the robotic mechanism that allows for food to come into the city like that's again like you don't get all this information but that's what i'm taking it as like he's a part of the mechanism so box isn't the only one there's clearly more of these that are sort of doing different jobs around the city to sort of like and because the, the, the population doesn't know and he's like a broken one he's like a defective one uh-huh. um for whatever because he says all oh, the food sort of stopped but my purpose is to freeze things and so i continue to freeze people as they sort of come through um so, so, so you think that Bo- the box is still bringing food to the city, and I he's not I, I the don't only, think, I, only I don't one. Think, no, I think he has stopped doing it because I don't think the food is coming to him anymore. There's like an input of ah. like food. This food source would arrive, like raw materials or whatever would arrive to him. He would then freeze it, and then that would be passed on to the city. Uh, but he, he says like it stopped coming, but then people started turning up, and so I froze them. Like I was just doing my job. <laughs> Like, he's clearly broken, but, like, he's still serving a purpose. But I think there are other boxes, box kind of robots, around the mm. city serving similar purposes that are still working. Um, yeah. I assume he's not the only robot that, that had this assignment, right? Yeah, you know, The whole exactly. city isn't being fed by, by box. No. And so I find that interesting that sort of, like, this one, again, because this goes back to the AI knowing where they are. Like, the AI must have some sort of control and... and of of mm-hmm. these these these, mm-hmm. these robots, these sort of mechanisms that are feeding things into the city, because the city's not broken; they're still being fed, and they're still it's still heating and lighting, and everything's going on. So, these other box units must still be working. And there's no reason to think that uh, the crystals have really turned off at this point either. Mm. Uh, so, you know, this does fit your sort of just another control kind of. I mean, there's got to be something to that, right? Logically. 
Oh yeah, like because the, the, the whole point of, of um, uh, Logan being sent on this mission is to find sanctuary. That's the point. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there must be some sort of measure of control or measure of sort of like monitoring going on up until a point. Um, because that's the because when it does lose control and when it does lose, that's when you know when he gets taken back. That's when the computer's like, "You need to tell me." Like you know, and we'll, we'll get to that mm. shortly. But yeah, but again, like the box scene is almost again it's hindered by special effects. Um, yes, when the ice thing falls apart. Um, oh God! I, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> the assuming ice cave collapses. <laughs> yeah, the super the superimposed ice falling is is not good. Um. Uh, it, it all happens. This is the thing is, I get the thing with this film is because it is a saga. The second half of this film is a sort of an odyssey, as you say. Mm-hmm. But things seem to happen way too quickly. And this is where I think this, this was followed up by a TV show. I've never seen the TV mm. show, but I could totally see this being like an eight episode mm. um, TV show. Like you know, break it down because the whole thing with box is literally over in like ten minutes, or even less than that. And you're just like, hang on, what? Like the, this, yeah. San, this Sandman and Jessica got past pretty quick. Yet all these hundreds of people have stopped and were frozen. Yeah. Like, I always hate that in movies where you know we're the successful ones, but here mm-hmm. it's worse because the entire cave collapses. You know, yeah, um, right. Well, you know, the, I do want to point out that you made the point that it doesn't seem as if a thousand people have been stopped just by a box. I mean, this is three years after Soylent Green. So it's mm. possible that the food that Box and his compatriots are bringing back to the city might be made of of escaped people. Oh, quite possibly. That that'd be a fantastic idea, wouldn't it? If he is like, well, the fish and green, the fish and seaweed and kelp or whatever, like stop coming, but this other food source started turning up. <laughs> so we've been processing that, and yeah, I would love that actually. If actually you were to find that they were to find out <laughs> that sanctuary is actually you become. Um, you basically become a fish finger. Uh, <laughs> you become meat stored in a freezer that then is sent back into the city. That would be an amazing reveal. That would be like that's that's where you go back. Where like Logan's, I'm going back. Like you know, we've got to stop this. Like this is because you know, that's where you could even say like the AI knows box is broken. Like there's a broke, but however, there's still a food source. But then you'd be yeah. like, well, why are they look? Why is it looking for sanctuary if it knows that this is happening? So. Yeah, and you can even have the, the um, you know, Planet of the Apes reveal of, you know, uh, oh, it's the it's the sanctuary fish truck, you know, sanctuary yeah. fish services, you know. It's a, oh, that's the sanctuary we were headed to. Yeah. They tried to have a similar reveal to that later on, but yes, I, I, I'd like that, actually, if Box sort of like was, but yeah, it was made by the Sanctuary Robot Corps, like, you know, or something like that. <laughs> um, but they get past Box quite, quite quickly, and... Um, yeah. you know, and they move on. And again, being, they're being outside, they're in the... And this is, again, one of those things of sort of like, it's supposed to be, they say it's the 2022-something 20, or other, like, you know, the year of the city, 22, whatever. So we say in 23rd century. But I don't yeah. know how long they've been in the city, how many, sort of hundreds of years, decades, what, because everything seems to have been completely forgotten. But then you find out that they are in... Washington DC, or they've walked far enough. I don't yeah. think they've walked that far, but they, they find themselves in Washington DC, and they find themselves at the the Lincoln Memorial, and then mm-hmm. they see all the rest of it. How do you feel about that? This reveal of of being in well, Washington and and the monuments and stuff. 
I'm I'm fine with it. I quite like it. Um, I I think it works. I mm. think that is some of the strongest stuff in the film, mm. actually. Mm. Um, I you know sure I'm not sure exactly where they are. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I lived outside of Washington, uh, but you know, nonetheless, I think it works visually. I think mm-hmm. the the vines on the buildings it is very Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, you know, but the vines on the buildings, and you see Lincoln, and they look up, and they're like, "Oh, what's wrong with his face? Oh, he that must be an old person." You know, that's all <laughs> charming. You know, yeah. I think I think that stuff, and, and then the old man who's in the U.S. Senate, um, it doesn't need to be the U.S. Senate. That's a little kind of hokey to me, but um, nonetheless, I think you know the old man is great. I yeah. think those conversations are great. I think actually that is. Everything from the escape of Box, uh, the escape from Box to uh, the return to the city is probably, for me, the strongest portion artistically. It's just not something that anyone remembers from this movie. No, I agree. And I agree. I completely, I really enjoy the sort of this last part. I mean, um, it, it does it does hit home one thing for me, which is a completely minor point. However, it's revealed that they obviously are outside of Washington, D.C., in America. They're in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., America. Yet you've had two English actors as your leads. <laughs> and it's at this point I'm like, oh, yes. And they haven't tried to disguise their accent in the slightest. And so it was a, it, it's a complete minor point. It's not even a quibble, but I was just like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that was on t- intentional to try and throw people off. Or was it just <laughs> that Michael York and Jessica yeah. uh, and, and Jenny Agatha were um, chosen for whatever purpose? But um, I do well, I agree. you know. Accents are, you know, it's all a translation anyway. So the, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, besides who knows what's happened between, you know, then mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 2200, obviously Britain retook the United States of America. Maybe that was point. the disaster. Yeah. Maybe that was the disaster that took over. Like, yeah, Liz Truss invaded. Um, but also keep in mind, they don't have to be speaking English, right? So no, in which true. case, that is not necessarily their accent. It's all a translation. Just, just what we are hearing. That's a good mm. point. But I do like this sort of this Planet of the Apes kind of reveal. And obviously the Lincoln Memorial is often used because it's a very identifiable marker. You get the the, um, the the needle, the what's it, Memorial. And so I like all those. So I actually kind of like the fact that then it is in the Senate bill. And I, I think it sort of, it feels appropriate. Um, and that's all the stuff with Peter Ustinov is, is good. I mean, it's got a nice level of humour. He is... Um, he's a warming character in in the centre of all this, um, and so I like his presence. I think you know he um, j- just this thing of sort of like you know the humour he brings to it, sort of like you know there's always a crazy old man, like he's clearly lonely and stuff. And I like the fact he keeps is he is he referencing cats when he starts. Sort of oh giving... my god, I I thought about that too. <laughs> he references it's a jellical cat. Yeah. <laughs> What's what's funny about this is he's referencing the T.S. Eliot stuff that Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats was later based on because the right. Jellicle Cat doesn't exist outside of T.S. Eliot's uh, cat poetry stuff, uh, and then that what became the source for 1981's Cats. So right, yeah, that's, I, that's it is so weird. Yeah, because I was thinking like I'm sure Cats didn't come out in was, wasn't out in 76, uh-huh. but he was making these references that I was like. That sounds like the musical Cats. So, okay, yeah. you, I didn't know about the T.S. Eliot book poetry, so that makes a lot more sense. But it's kind of cool. I like, I like it. It's sort of like you know, it's that an, enough of an obscure idiosyncrasy that I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of fun. Um, but 
but I, I, what I find interesting about this thing about a single individual being left, that he is sort of like, there's this thing of like, did he consider himself the last human? Because although mm, they sort of, because, mm-hmm. and this is what this this whole sort of like, um, this uh, the the conversations they have, you know, about him being raised by his parents, having been birthed naturally, and all these other things. However, there is this, there is still just as much um, of being trapped as they are. You know, they're in that city with luxury, but he's the last person, and he they say to him like, "What's beyond?" They they ask him like, "What's beyond mm. this?" And he's, he's obviously had de- decades to go and explore, but like, he's ne- he's never left. He's mm. been trapped mm-hmm. in this sort of like what he knows just as much as they have. So I kind of like this fellow. While he's grown old, he's never gone off and explored. So we don't, we still don't know what's beyond um, Washington. Like you know, I'm assuming there's, you know, there's a similar thing. But like, I kind of like that that he's not just like this world knowing thing of going. Well, I have travelled far and wide, and I've seen this and that. Like, <laughs> he's just as sort of like I don't know what's going on either. To be perfectly honest, like he just knows his small world, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I like it too. He he talks about like knowing what his parents told him, and you know. Mm. Um, it's not clear at all. Has there been some sort of like atomic war? Not not clear. There's no reference to radiation. They they clearly don't have radiation poisoning. Um, you know, it, it's there's no indication of that. Well, so, in the very first way, it just refers to a catastrophe, but it refers to right. in, there's no it just refers to like pollution, overpopulation, mm. and a catastrophe. So mm-hmm. something happened, but we never been sure if it's man made or if it was a natural disaster. So. Yeah, and it seems that the old man just kind of kind of seems like um, he seems like a character from the Twilight Zone. Like you know, yes, hundred uh, percent. You know, there are so many episodes that just love uh, being alone and people wandering through these landscapes. And you know, one sort of silly um, you know TV show that I that I like is you know sort of like Life After People, the world without people, mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that that envision these ruins. Um, and it does remind me of that. Uh, and I think it's very effective in that way. It evokes that idea. And I like this idea of sort of like, you know, it'd be so easy to say like, oh, golly gee, I remember the great catastrophe. We've all heard of that. And he and misremembering it in a way that, you know, much like uh, sort of uh, beyond the planet of the apes, you mm-hmm. know, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does. Um, but where it's all sort of clear, you know, oh, what this is all reference to. But instead, as you say, he it's much more realistic. He just doesn't doesn't know. Yeah. And I like that. And I like the fact, like you say, he, but he's not bothered by not knowing. And I think mm. that's what's kind of like, he's not like, you know, well, I don't know. And it's sort of, there'd be that, I'm sure nowadays or whatever, if other writers, there'd be that temptation to have it as being sort of like, Mm-hmm. Almost like an impediment of almost like a failure of sort of like, well, I don't know, he'd hang his head in shame. But it's like, no, but it's just sort of, well, I'll just live my life. I'm just sort of surviving. Well, um, and every, I, I, it seems like he's only known as two parents, right? I mm. mean, I don't know. It, I, it does seem like if I were him, I would go exploring, but then I wasn't, I didn't know my two parents and nobody else in my entire life. It, do, it does raise one question for me. And this is an, this is an odd one, but. His two parents only had. We all we know is that his parents had one child. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they must have known that the rest of society was <laughs> was, was done, gone. They, I don't know what we don't know what they know. How 
oddly selfish to introduce just one individual into the world to be like, you're, you're here, we're, we're going, we're going to die, and when you're done, turn the lights off. You know, just make sure everything's wrapped up, chairs mm. are tucked away. I don't know, it just it Is feels... It though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I was just... Because um, I've been reading about, like, hydroponics and, and growing mm. stuff inside and, and stuff like this. And, you know, every human being, you know, I'm vegan... Every human being, even if they're vegan, you know, at the at the bare minimum requires like around thirty five hundred square uh, feet to mm. feed them for a year. So to sustain you, you require that much land, mm. and that's if you don't eat any meat. I mm. mean, you eat meat; that meat, meat has its own land that it's yeah, yeah. got to cultivate. Um, so you know, imagine every child you bring into the world, you are devoting that much space, that many roots. You're saying my progeny deserves that much space yeah. devoted to okay. that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, yeah. So I can see the, so, you know, look, I'm obviously, I think we have an overpopulation problem today. So the flip side is I can see them saying like, yeah, no, you were a mistake. And we really practiced the withdrawal method a lot more carefully after you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we did not want to bring a child into this world. Yeah, this is that, not that a would, great world. No, that would be even. That would be a fascinating reveal in this film if he was like, "Oh no, I wasn't supposed to be here. Like I'm a mistake." And that really and maybe that's him. why he hasn't gone exploring, right? It's yeah, like his parents maybe. are just like, "Look, There's die no point. with peace," you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah maybe. Um, but they do obviously, they, you know, they encourage him to come back, and obviously, I'm square time, and so uh, they they bring him back to the city because they well, they encourage him to come back because they want to well, show. First, that there's the fight, and he kills Francis. Let's yes, know, yeah. in the Senate chamber, you know, uh, and the Senate chamber. I mean, it's it's devastated. It's in ruins. I mean, uh, you know, the fight is a little overdone, um, but you know, it's in ruins. I mean, and and clearly, some terrible disasters happened. So, you know, this is post. Donald Trump being president on January 6th, you know. Yeah. So maybe January 6th, maybe in this universe, January 6th was successful and that was that was the decline. I don't know. Pretty but they, they do sort of encourage, yeah, they do, he kills Francis and, um, I mean, just you know, Francis sort of has a sort of, a, in that moment of death, has a sort of, a, a, you know, a change of heart, or at least sort of, you know, sort of slightly. Uh, but they encourage the old man to come back and they go back to the city. Um, I'm not entirely sure what their plan is because they then enter through sort of like a water entry point, and he's a bit like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Like, I'll yeah, they were like, "Yeah, this will kill you," you know. Yeah, you used um, to, yeah. They don't go back the way they came. Yeah, and no. yeah, it's. They seem to know there's a way in, um, but um, and I, I, I want to say I don't know where this is shot, but I like that whole fountain thing. It's a very sort of interesting place. Um. They do go yeah. back and they confront the, the people around Carousel and everything, and then, which is, again, no one listens. I kind of like the fact that, like, you know, it's supposed, I suppose, you know, it could be done as a sort of a heroic moment of, like, wait, there's another way, and I've learned this thing, and people should start listening. I like the fact that they basically stop and walk off, um, and it's, which is exactly how it would happen. But then five, uh, Logan mm. Five is taken to the AI, and he's confronted and sort of, you know, the machine's like, you know, tell us where Sanctuary is, where is Sanctuary? Um, and you get a really cool, like, hologram effect. I like this hologram effect that he's got in these little pillars um, of his head rotating round and sort of it acknowledges, like, it's reading his mind. There is no Sanctuary. There is nothing else. Renewal is a lie. Like, it's... 
but then the computer can't compute this. It says doesn't answer, does not program. And I, 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 I kind of hate. I kind of hate this. Oh, it's terrible. So, I so hate- first of all, you know, to save money, they shot a lot of this in the Dallas area, and the those. Uh, I had the same reaction as you earlier, but this is in fact uh, the Fort Worth Water Gardens, which is like a uh, multi multi acre, you know, designed architectural park. Okay. Uh, you know, um, you know, it, around Fort Worth. Mm. Um, so, but back to back to your point. Yeah, I mean, this is the like does not compute, does not compute. Yeah, an exploding robot thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. Yeah, and I hate this when all of a sudden an AI that's been managing a city for mm-hmm. possibly hundreds of years is stomped by this thing of like sanctuary does not exist, and it's going like, well, it must exist because of this thing. It's like, no. It would clearly have the logic that would say, well, I asked you to do this thing. You're telling me your experiences. There is no sanctuary. What? So what is there? You know, right. he, says, well, he tells me about being frozen. Yeah, I, I hate this moment where it is like, I, I hate this get out of like computer breaks because it's it's logic mm-hmm. circuits don't work. It's an awful get out, um, which I then feel is compounded. And I understand why yes. they do this. But it's then compounded by him shooting the machine up that then seems to bring out, like, the, then the city starts to explode. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why not? Like, <sighs> well, you know, if you kill the AI, then everything follows, right? It's like, you know, you kill the lead zombie, they all die. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But it's like, how did this, you know, it's, it's, um, no, it's a Deus Ex Machina. It's, it's like, you know, look, I, you know, the way you mentioned that there are parts that seem rushed, especially on the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels more rushed than this ending. Than I, the last I can't one. imagine yeah, anyone satisfied by this ending. No. Um, yeah, the, the last... It's clear they were like, we can't have a film run to, over two hours. And you're like, okay, we're just going to stop it at this point. Because um, it does, it blows up, the city collapses, there's people on fire, there's all kinds of things. And then, well, and how then, did they get on fire? <laughs> no idea. I don't know what's going yeah. on. It's chaos. But then they all sort of turn up at this fountain and they find the old man. And mm-hmm. then they all seem all right with it. They're all like, oh, yeah. we can grow old. And I'm all like, right then. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like Jenny Agatha and Michael York hug each other and that's the end. And I'm going like, no, 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 sorry. You've literally just torn down. Yes. You you are all weak, um, <laughs> uneducated sort of human people. Yes. That, were, that were supported by this this AI-driven society and city that has now been taken away from you. What is like? None of you know how to do farming or irrigation. Mm-hmm. None of you, you know, you're not going to be able to build anything. I what? What is this? How is this a victory? Like you have just killed yeah. hundreds of thousands of people through starvation <laughs> and exposure. Like it's. Yeah, and you're standing outside dressed in, you know, these minimal rags. You the, know, moment it, um, the moment it rains, they're all done for. Like, yeah, I don't no, it's, and, and, it's the, and, yeah. And then it's compounded by, like, the shot says the end. But then yeah. this super exposure uh, continues as you see shots of inside the city. And you think, oh, okay, this is the city that's no more, the society that's no more. But then you realize, no, it's just a series of shots from the movie. Because mm. it ends with carousel, so I, you know, what is the point of that? No, but the music, the music's kind of somebody. The, the, uh, that, that first part of the credits, it says like the end, and then the first mm-hmm. part of the credits, 
is a picture of the city's burning. Like you see the mm-hmm. bur- the city, but and it's smoking, and there's like some really somber music. And I'm like, mm. you are giving me some mixed messages right now. <laughs> like I don't know well, whether I'm supposed to be sort of like, you know, is this a catastrophe or is this a good thing? Like I'm really confused by the ending of this film. Well, and I think it's it's part and parcel to the inability of the movie to figure out what the civilization is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it a utopia? Is it a dystopia? It has these utopian elements, but but then we're also given all of these signs that it's a dystopia. We see the sadism. We we see you know clearly we know how we're supposed to feel and and with whom we're supposed to side. But I think this ending is. You know, in, in us talking about, for example, um, uh, you know, many endings of films, but certainly in uh, many Doctor Who episodes where the society is left destroyed by the person. I thought the same thing. I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah. And, and then that cut end of the movie. Right. All right. We defeated the fascist civilization. Tally ho, old chap. You know, yeah. right. As, as people say, well, what, 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 what do we eat? Yeah. Um, yeah. So interestingly, you mentioned the, the TV series. The TV series, which I've also never seen, but I really want to, is uh, follows the chase of Francis chasing Jessica and Logan and their robot companion um, <laughs> from a robot city that they find. Um, you know, and so it's basically like the Hulk, you know. Right. Um, the Westworld series was a kind of like that, too, oddly enough this sort of like the Hulk chase kind of, you know, the fugitive sort of thing. Um, so, boy, Epis- that sounds... Just an episodic chase film uh, series, then, basically. Yeah, like the fugitive as well, right. and those sorts of things. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, like, with some sci-fi elements, like, you know, mm. here's the here's where we find the robot city. You know, here's where we... This episode, we find a strange society. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, interestingly enough, okay, they made... So this was based on a, a book, and there were sequels mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. book. But interestingly enough, there was a Marvel comic adaptation of Logan's Run at the time. And the first five, uh, it was not as successful as the later Star Wars uh, series, which obviously changed comics. Uh, but the Logan's Run series started with, uh, I think Perez did art for it. And it was like five issue adapted, just like Star Wars, five issues adapted. Uh, I think Star Wars was six, but ad- adapting the movie. And then they continued it. It only ran for two additional, uh, two additional comics. Because died, died in the next two issues. Well, kind of. I mean, what's interesting <laughs> is instantly what happens on like the, the second page of issue six is like, the society is just revolts against Logan. And it's just like, we had a we had everything taken care of for us. What have you done? A hundred percent what would have happened. Like it totally absolutely. And they're just like, you know, so instantly it's all undone. Um, you know, and, and, and then it's not clear whether the AI is even fully destroyed, you know. There's some going back into the bottom of the city and being like, oh, the computers are still on down here. What's going on? And the story is never totally resolved. But I thought that was interesting because I knew you and I would both feel the same way. Like, you know, right. You've killed all of these people. These might be the last humans left alive on this planet. You know, and you just took them out of what fed them. Yeah, this AI, but it was literally sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's a... 
it's yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, I love the fact that like the even the, the comics, like, whoever's writing it was just like, no, this does not work. And they said there's a sequel. There were sequel novels. There were two more sequels. Uh, novels. I've never read any of them, and, and in all honesty, I don't think I'll ever get around to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just it just feels like an interesting concept. But I, whenever it's this thing of these tropes, like, we're always supposed to feel. Um, we're always supposed to feel sort of like you know elated and it's triumphant, um, mm. or, you know, in these moments of sort of like they've brought down a society. But like you say, there's always these moments in and we, and we, we I mean, particularly we talked about this um, with like strange days. I mean, we even talked about it then. That sort of like you know, mm. well, how does how mm-hmm. does the court case go for these things? Like, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And it's it's clear that these films don't want to answer that question the one thing i would say about the endings though is obviously we talked about thx 1138 last week uh, in the last episode that film ends with him getting onto mm-hmm. the surface and you see the sun that is the midway point of this film yes literally there's the same shot <laughs> yeah, exactly and I, I, I thought that they come out and they're like you know and michael york's like they're like what is that and he's like but it's warm um and i kind of again i'm like oh you know um it, 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 it's and I get that they wouldn't know maybe what the sun is, but it's like that. What lack of knowledge do they mm. not have? I suppose it depends on what you're taught and not taught. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the idea that okay, because then it made me think again about THX. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> Did he find, you know, that he was in Washington DC and find an old man and, and like I don't know. Like it's and that's why I'm so, it makes me even more sort of dissatisfied with the last film where I'm like, well, he's yeah. just made an attempt at something beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I I did find myself thinking, especially about the uh, sexual utopia uh, mm. of this film. I mean, obviously, food is higher on the you know hierarchy of needs, but the uh, sort of sexual utopia. I you know I imagine uh, instantly what happens after this this end this ends is you know first of all. How does this apply to renewal? How will we be renew- re- renewed now without uh, the AI, you know, the city? And secondly, uh, oh, well, this we have to fight for survival. Well, this woman's my property, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the next line. It's like, you're mine now, and, you know, and you're mine, and you're mine, you know? Wait, oh, what yeah. are you saying? Yeah. This descends into violence very quickly. Yeah, um, I agree completely. This is just brutal. The yeah. next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then the next film is sort of like yeah, Logan's battle or Logan's sort of like fight because it's just this just descends into chaos. If anything, I think that what you find is the Sandmen, who are the only ones that are armed, become mm-hmm. a ruling military elite. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, Walking Dead, sort of like uh, I'm yeah. I'm the totalitarian governor, instantly. Yeah, and yeah, but we're the ones who know how to keep order. Damn it, you know. And if you don't yes. like it, you can shut the hell up. Yes, and I think that's exactly the same choice. Have a happy ending, but there's no happy ending here. And I think that's what's yeah. what's interesting about these films is when you sort of go, like you say, what happens next? Like how do they survive? Because <laughs> I, I I almost. Um, in the fifties, I'm pretty sure when we did the fifties block, um, there was a was it when the world uh, when worlds collide and they had something similar where they mm. land on. How will we survive? And you go, we'll find a way. And it's sort of like you know they left at that, and you're like, all right. 
at least they sort of like that was a little bit like you know that was a they, point of that but yeah they knew that was you know, uh, it's, it's, acknowledge like oh, we it, don't have an answer for you, but humanity will survive. Yeah, it probably will be rough. There will be unjust death, but we'll get there eventually as a people. This is just like, oh, good. We overthrew that totalitarian AI. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just think like, do they know they don't know where babies normally come from? Nope. Does, you know, it's like it's like there's a there's a comedic uh mel brooks sequel to this which is just like oh wait a minute uh your womb produces the babies right oh well that's my baby and you're mine now and you're not having sex with any of these other guys now Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. uh i mean you could watch that discovery from uh you know theoretical discovery from our ancient history you know which has been linked to the rise of patriarchy and all of this and and watch that happen in real time yeah this leads into some sort of like medieval fascist society that sort of like they return to in the like 100 any any this, film this is the real prequel to game of thrones you know yes yeah well <laughs> It, there are films like, uh, sorry, there are even books. There's all these books about the fall, aren't there, where they have like the fall of the world and it either becomes a dystopia, a, a utopia, or it becomes like a wasteland. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, that's where I sort of like, you see some of these things. And I think that's what this is. This is the start of like some feudal society now where they're all going to start having to fight over what they know. I don't know. Anyway, we have reached the end of uh, Logan's run. And as we can see, even though it was a nice long run, I don't think there were any wins. Um, <laughs> So any final thoughts on Logan's run? No, I, I, this was a fascinating discussion, and I, and I learned a lot. I had to rethink a lot. I, I think we saw it very similarly. If I have one final thought, it's why do the guns not work? It seems as if the guns, like, shoot out sticks of dynamite that just then explode on surfaces. It's like the, I mean, I, I, the most poorly... I want like a Star Trek phaser or something. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's not intended, but you see these sparklers on the floor, you know, going off, and they're they're the worst shots ever. I mean, they make stormtroopers look great. They do, <laughs> they do. I like the flares effect though, as it comes out of the nozzle, mm. the muzzle of the gun. That looks kind of cool. But you're right, they aren't they aren't very effective. They're really quite incompetent. Um, but yeah. But overall, did you, you know, is, is this a film you would return to, or is, is this sort of like a, a you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I've seen it and I'm, I'm, I'm good for now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when I ever have to see this again. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to. I'm actually more interested in seeing the TV series, you know, mm-hmm. and, and tr- checking out an episode and seeing if, uh, um, it, you know, it's worth checking out a second one. You know, what's interesting is this is such a staple of the 1970s sci-fi that. There's been talk about a remake for mm-hmm. like 20 years oh, now. Years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it could be good, right? But I mean, it's not as if this is such an amazing movie despite being well known. Um, so that, that seems odd to me. Um, and there hasn't been ancillary media, uh, you know, that has really continued except for like an ebook. Um, would you watch this again? Um, I don't know. It's one of those, I think, you know. It, in a couple of years, many years, like it's not one I want, I've gone to. I think it's probably been like ten years since I saw it last. So it might be one if it was on, you know, if I came across it or something. Like, oh, I might watch that again or mm-hmm. for whatever purpose. But it's not one I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into. 
Does it need a remake? I, I think now would be a cool time to do the remake. I think this idea of sort of like um, youth culture and, you know, the idea of sort of like leisure and, and, and reliance on technology, I think there's a lot there to explore and, and it could be used to sort of, you know, to, to address those issues. You just need to change the ending. <laughs> mm. You need to address that ending and how that, that, yeah. that comes about. Um, otherwise, it sort of, it'll, it'll fall flat on the same thing again but I, I do think there's some more this is a this could be a very useful story or a very good story to sort of look at especially that generational divide that we have mm. at the moment you know of, of um the old versus the new sort of thing so i think there'd be there's there's room for a good story there well uh, you know one interesting thing that apparently is true of that tv series is that it behind the ai the real cabal behind the city were old men and you know old people <laughs> Uh, which is not a terrible idea. No. You know? um, so, you know, uh, I mean, I, the one thing I insist on is, you know, uh, the remake is just, you know, close ups of gyrating young bodies, you know, really pump up the utopian sexual space. And, you know, Timothy Chalamet is Logan's run. Yeah. <laughs> so you want HP so you want HBO to make it basically. I think mm. that's what that, that's what it'll do it. Pretty yeah. much. No, I, I I do think it'd be good. I mean I, I kind of enjoy this film. I think it's sort of watching it as a child, it's sort of a Jenny Agatha was a sexual awakening awakening for me. Um but the film's got some really good moments. I think it's always it's it's it's, <clears throat> it's sort of um it's kind of light on some of its philosophy and stuff, but um I think some of the chasing's good. I think some of the, the the it's shot well. I think there's some nice reveals in it. It's just the ending that really sort of lets it down a little bit. Um, but no, I, yeah. yeah, it's it's not something I'm going to race back yeah. to. But I, I think you know, it's, it, there's enough there that it could be a good story. Did you get Fear of Fawcett? Oh yes, uh, yeah, as many another uh, fantasy. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. Going through all this, obviously, we've now done Barbarella as well. So sort of, I'm just stacking up. These sort of like these sixties and seventies <laughs> sex kitten kind of icons, um, but we're going back talking of seventies, uh, and we're going, we're going to be sort of jumping into the next decade and with the next uh, next film. We're moving, leaving the seventies, and we're going into the eighties. And what what better way to enter the eighties than with a sci-fi staple? Um, we absolutely tore uh, the the first film <laughs> of this franchise apart, and in, in, I think in season one. But now we're returning for what is considered by many to be the highlight. We're going to be doing Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. So we are returning for the second in the, the original trilogy. Um, and, you know, what do we think? How, how is that going to come across? We shall find out next episode. And that's fascinating because obviously Star Wars changed sci-fi movie history. You know, mm. I mean, it really, everything is pre and post Star Wars. So you know, it's it'll be great to go back to the Empire Strikes Back, and you know, it's great to be doing season four, and we're on the ninth episode and heading toward that uh, uh, mid-season, uh, you know, uh, marker there uh, in the really amazing chronological list of twenty-four films. So, thank you to everyone who's going along on this journey. Yeah, because you know, we've done some crackers, I and mean, we started in the 30s, and we're now getting into the 80s. We've already done 50 years, or we're getting into sort of like, well, sort of, yeah, well, the end of 70s, sort of for almost 50 years worth of, of cinema that we're covering off, and the, the difference already has been fascinating. So, if they lived in Logan's Run, though, they'd be dead already. 
That's true. Years. Yeah. Wouldn't even get to watch that many films. Uh, but Liz, yes, we're right. I hope you're enjoying it. It's been a fascinating run. So, but anyway, but if you will like what we're doing and you're enjoying this, please let us know. Leave a review on any any podcast catcher. Uh, it helps us get up in the rankings. We appreciate it. Five stars, four stars, all good. Uh, we really appreciate it. And more importantly, if you do really like what we're doing, go check out other Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash 20CG Media. That's 20CG Media. Uh, there'll be a link down below, as always. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate everyone that supports and listens. And we've got way more films to go. We've got some crackers coming up. Uh, but Star Wars is coming next. So let's see. Um, you know, are we uh, are we a part of the Jedi, or as, as I'm more suspecting, <laughs> are we part of the dark side? We shall find out. Uh, but Julian, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a good discussion on Logan's run. Thank you. This is a joy, and you know, I, I learn something every time I get to chat with you, and I hope that our listeners feel likewise. Yes, I hope, and let us know if you do. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and we shall see you again soon. streams.